The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Hi guys and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, a weekly show about all things Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, Back at 19, and joining me on the podcast as co-host, as always, Fishing Rick. Oh, fantastic, Macca. What about That's yourself? Fun. Yeah, good, buddy. Going well. Good work. And we've got a very special guest on this evening. Um, he's back in the side this week, but no doubt he's more excited to be joining us back on the podcast again. We're talking with Jackson Trengove. Yeah, g'day, boys. How you going? Yeah, not too bad. That's the way, mate. You must be chomping at the bit to get out there again. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited, boys. I've got more grey hairs in the last six weeks than um, my old man's got in his age 55. So it's uh, it's been frustrating watching, but um, it's uh, it's going to be good to be back out there on Saturday night in front of hopefully 50 50 plus thousand. Absolutely. Look, can you tell us a little bit about your injury um, and what, um, if any, are the long term side effects? Yeah, I had an uh, ankle injury, so I um, ripped one of the tendons off that, that holds the two bones together in your ankle. So um, uh, basically they went in, um, uh, they uh, stitched it up with a bit of Lars-type surgery and um, and then shaved a bit of the, the bone. So it was a, it was a decent operation. Um, it, was, it needed to be done, and um, the, the long-term... Um, uh, things should be all, all good. It should um, it should just keep healing. Um, obviously, I've, I've progressed a bit quicker than what um, the surgeon and probably our doctors would have uh, probably thought at the start, which is which is good. And um, and I'll be back out there on Saturday night. Fantastic. That's bloody awesome. Hey, um, we had a quick chat before Jackson, uh, and a lot of the supporters are interested in the. Um, I don't even know what it's actually called, like the anti gravity. Um, yeah, um, maybe you could just give the insight, a bit of an insight to the uh, the fans on how it actually works. Yeah, the Ultra G machine's a, a machine that we've got at the club. It's um, it's pretty expensive. It's about a hundred and twenty thousand dollar machine, so it's a it's a fair price that the um, club pay for the, for the machine, but it's it's all for a good cause. So for me, it was probably more um, beneficial when I broke my foot. Um, uh, for instance, it, it allows you to run on on the machine at um, at less weight. So I weigh a hundred kilos and um, you know, you can put it at half your weight. So I was, you know, you'd run on it with 50 kilos going through your foot or ankle. So with um, with my foot, I wasn't meant to run t- for six weeks. Um, I was on the Ultra G after two weeks of surgery, putting a plate in there. So similar to the ankle, um, I wasn't meant to run for four or five weeks and I was back um, running after a week and a half, two weeks, and I'll be end up playing um, after five. Five weeks and three days will be the, um, be the end result on Saturday night. Fantastic. So do you reckon it's reduced, it has reduced the uh, recovery time for you and got yeah, you back 100%, faster? 100% for me it has, um, just depending on the injury that uh, that you have. Um, uh, obviously, it, for all the leg injuries, it, it helps. Um, you just get your body moving quicker because you're able to, to go on the machine and, and still get your fitness and keep your um, keep your cardio up um, while you're still not um, 100% able to run outside. Right. And uh, I guess out of the six games that you've played so far, um, which ones hurt you're not playing the most? Yeah, I don't think I missed six, have I? We had the bye. Um, was it, it's a five, isn't it? Five, yeah, five, I think. So um, probably the one that's... Uh, they've all hurt. Um, we've only won one out of it. Um, just uh, just beat Melbourne, um, which was lucky. 
But um, probably the Essendon game, we lost by two points, and, and Richmond um, really frustrated me. So probably that game as well. When, um, um, but they're all uh, they all frustrate me. Let's see. We... No, absolutely. We've got a few forum questions here. Um, this one's from Wilbur. Um, it seems like our tackling technique has changed a little bit over the second half of the season. Um, and it looks like we're being brushed aside a bit easier than we were in the first half of the year. Is that something that's been noticed and worked on at all? Um, yeah, definitely we've noticed it. Sorry, my um, Rottweiler's just going off in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've definitely, we've definitely noticed it. And um, hopefully Saturday night it, you see a change um, for the better. Uh, the technique hasn't changed. Um, we're still doing the same stuff, but we're, we're nowhere tackling hard enough and strong enough um, as what we would like. So we've done a fair bit of work this week at um, changing that. Um, we've done a lot of extra practice on our tackling. So hopefully Saturday night the boys come out with the, the mindset to, to really tackle to hurt and, um, and hopefully you see that in the first couple of minutes and, and it really set the tone for the game. Fantastic. So do you think that's just been a, a bit of a, a lack of mental application in the game that sort of created that not a, not as good and or efficient uh, tackling uh, to what we had in the start of the year yeah it's probably hard because I wasn't I wasn't out there but um look from from looking um from afar I mean it's, a, it's an easy game looking from the coach's box or, or in the stands but um it does seem to, to look that way we're getting um we're missing tackles that at the start of the season we're, we're not only tackling but we're tackling really hard so um, mm. We've noticed that. We've watched a lot of vision, and you know some of it's you know real hard to watch because um, you know it's not 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 a team that it, not the way that we want to play. We want to be aggressive and, and really hard tacklers, which is what we were at the start of the season. So we'll um, mm. we'll work on that. As I said, we've done a lot of practice, and and hopefully on um, Saturday night you you see the difference. I uh, I hit, I ask all the hard hitting questions, Jackson, <laughs> and uh, Manu Reed wanted to know: Do you like being called Wacko Jacko? Um, I don't really mind it. My mum would hate it, so um, yeah, I'm not really sure. It doesn't really bother me. <laughs> Love it. This one's for Rick. Uh, why is Jasper avoiding Rick's pleas to come on the podcast? Uh, you'd have to ask Jasper. <laughs> He's probably worried, Craig. <laughs> well, no um, doubt. Uh, another forum user, Sneaky, wanted sure to know. <laughs> Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Um, are the players allowed to consume small amounts of alcohol during the week? In the lead-up to uh, Don's retirement game, uh, there was footage of him telling Pittard if they win, they'll have a few frothies after the game. Yeah, probably not lead-up lead up to a game we wouldn't, we're not allowed to. Um, obviously, after Dom's game, after a game, um, depending on uh, whether it's an eight-day, if it's an eight-day break, we're allowed to have a couple of beers, um, which only happens a couple of times throughout the year, so... Doesn't happen very often, but obviously in the case of Dom Cassisi retiring um, and the boys getting the win over Melbourne and, and having the buy the week after, um, they definitely would have been able to have a few beers, and they did have a few beers. Um, but the injured blokes like myself, we were tucked away in bed and, and ready to train the next morning. So it just depends on the circumstance, but um, the boys uh, are pretty diligent with what they do with um, how much alcohol they drink and, and when they drink. And I had a, uh, a follow-up question to that. I was going to ask you last time you came on, but I forgot all about it. But I think something that we don't appreciate as supporters is obviously the discipline that you guys have to, to go through as professional athletes. And, and one of those disciplines would be the diet as well. So, um, you know, there's been rumours or, or, or talk that, you know, a lot of the players now are doing high-fat, low-carb sort of diets. But, um, you know, it's just sort of interesting. Like, What sort of sacrifices do you guys have to make in relation to your food and 
uh, what sort of, you know, what are you, some of the foods that you like that you don't eat and how many times you guys are eating a day or, or is it just a bit more random than that? Oh, it's pretty, we've got a dietitian, Andrew Rondinelli, who does a, a tremendous job with the boys and, I mean, everyone's different with their body shapes and some put on weight a bit quicker and some um, are really lean. So just depending on what your, your sort of body needs, whether you need a lot of protein to try and build up some muscle or you need to um, sort of drop some muscle and, and drop some, um, you know, weight, you might be off the protein, uh, the yeah, the protein shakes and stuff like that. So it's all, all depending on the player. Um, <clears throat> the boys are, are very good with what they eat. The you know they're pretty diligent with the way they go about their food because it's a you know source of preparation. So the boys will eat lots of meats and then heading towards the game we'll, we'll get on some carbs. So most of us go around to a one place um, the night before a game and we get lasagna, which is which is really good. And um, probably the sacrifices that the, the boys make that people would um, probably not know is probably the, the parties and you know the family gatherings that you miss um, due to you know having to train or play, which probably. That's probably the biggest sacrifice that AFL players make that probably hurts the most uh, when you can't go to you know, your mate's 21st or some family gathering that you'd, you'd like to get along to. But um, that's what we what we do for a living and you know we've got the best job in the world so you wouldn't change it for anything. After the last few weeks uh, with some unexpected losses, um, what's the morale of the playing group like and, and do you still have that self-belief that you had in the first half of the season? Yeah, I got the, uh, asked a similar question in um, press conference today and... Um, it, I said it's not too bad. I think obviously we hate losing as a club, so after every loss, the, the boys are pretty disappointed the day after. But they've been really close losses, and I think when you when you get close losses, you really look into them and find out what you did wrong. And when you look at the games that we played, we probably lost the game. We didn't get beaten as, as such. Um, probably the the Crows beat us in that second half, and Richmond probably beat us for the whole game. But the other games, we we probably beat ourselves. Um, which is a probably a more frustrating way to lose footy when you're not playing the brand that you want to play and and the way that you can play. So the morale's probably been still up. We still know that we're you know we're sitting in a, a reasonable spot at the moment. We're sitting in a spot where a lot of other clubs would like to be. So we've just got to take advantage of the next four weeks um, and then really hopefully build some form leading into finals and then um, not only just make up num- not make up numbers there and really attack it because we we believe that this side that we've got um, you know capable of big things and big things this year not not in in a couple of years or you know next year we, we think we're ready to go this year so we'll see how we go good stuff i guess uh, my uh, i'm going to rejig my question because I, I think we obviously can get our mojo back so i'm going to ask it in another way is what do we have to do to get our mojo back win contested ball win clearances and tackle hard easy especially like against it. sydney they're a clearance machine, so we have to come to the plate in that regard against Sydney, don't we? Correct. Absolutely. And we did that quite well in the last time we played them at the SCG. Yeah, we did in the second half. We started very slow up there, and that probably cost us in the end, but we were coming very hard at the end of the game. So, I mean, the boys are, mm. you know, got a, a massive touch-up last week in the centre clearances, so I'm really looking forward to the response from, you know, players like Bokey and Ollie Wines and... Ebert, who will be in there, and you know these sort of players, they've got, um, they've got to, you know, really take it to heart when they get beaten and, and beaten like they did on the weekend. So it's going to be a interesting to see the way they respond. Since being out with your injury, what's your role been during the weekend on game days? Uh, train hard. Um, yeah, I've been I've been flat out throughout the week. Game day, um, I've been sitting in the box. Um, I've sat out watching one game with Roger Rashid, which was good to get a. A different, um, 
you know, professional sports uh, perspective on, on the game. He really reads it well and, and reads players' mental side well. So it's um, it's good to, to get a variety. Um, set in the box last week and, um, and and the week before too, which was which was interesting. Um, it's pretty frustrating when you when you're watching, and I like to try and sit sometimes 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 on my own. But it's pretty hard when you when you're out in the crowd and people want to come up and speak to you when you just want to sit there and watch a footy. So yep. it's it's very hard. Well, what about the box? Do you like the box environment, or is it a bit too heated? Uh, it's not too heated. You understand why they're all. Um, you know, they're all, all most coaches are bald or grey because it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty stressful um, stressful environment. But, um, you know, I really appreciate Ken letting me come in and, and witness what goes on there. And you do, you do as Ken would always say, it's it's a lot easier from the box or, or up above when you can see what what's going on rather than being out there in the heat of the moment. And you probably just understand that as a player that it is, you know, it's an easy game from above. And you probably, sometimes you just got to try and think, um you know, from from above, um, when you're actually out there playing. Mm. So, what about um, what about my mate Jasper? Do you do you think the name Dirty Sanchez suits him with that uh, filthy mo that he's got going on? It's a shocking moustache. It's um, <laughs> I think he puts um, eyelash liner through it just to just to get the colour um, a bit darker because he's pretty <laughs> pretty fair. It's um, he's got a bit of Justin Men going through it at the moment, I think, but. Um, no, it's pretty average. I told him throughout the, I told him throughout the week to shave it, but um, he hasn't listened. So he doesn't listen to many people, Jasper. Sitting up in the stands, have you noticed anything that the opposition's particularly doing to stop our sort of slingshot um, style fast-running game plan? Um, oh, they're just closing us down um, very quickly, which we, you know, we've known for a while now. So it's nothing, um, nothing that. You know, we're not. Um, it's not surprising us. We know they're doing it, but it's just about now executing what we want to do. So we've probably cost ourselves more on turnovers, and then obviously the um, the combo winning the the contested ball and tackles, which has cost us. It's it's been our mistakes. It hasn't been, um, you know, a team being probably too good for us. Which I think, in a good in a way, it's a it's a good thing. Um, but it's disappointing to to not play the brand of footy and and lose games that you probably should win. So what do you get more frustrated at, mate? Um... Getting asked for free tickets, selfies, or trying to get ads on Facebook? Um, ads on Instagram is pretty frustrating. Um, <laughs> probably tickets. You're safe on that one. Ticket, tickets from people that you don't even know, or people that like you spoke to two years ago that would message you on Facebook, or people that you don't even have their number in your in your phones is pretty pretty annoying. <laughs> I'm pretty ruthless. It doesn't worry me too much. That's fair enough. Who's the uh, the next superstar on our list that the footballing public might not know about yet? Um, uh, good question. Um, Say Flinny. Yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, we've got two players that are pl- that are in the side. They probably haven't established themselves yet, but. Um, I still believe that um, Aaron Young's going to be a, a, a real player. Um, you know, he's shown he's shown signs in quarters, but I think you know when he gets his engine right and puts on some weight, he's going to be a, a really uh, crucial player for us. And I still think John Butcher is probably you know been forgotten about, and everyone's probably written him off. Um, I know that uh, you know I'm doing a lot of work with him, and, and Ken's doing a lot of work with him, so he just probably needs a preseason, which he'll get at the end of this year, and. Um, he could be anything, that boy. Mm. 
Aaron Young is a, an intriguing one for me because he, he shows a lot of promise, doesn't he? And, he, and he's starting to uh, show it on the footy field and he's getting that stronger core through the body now. So next year he's, will be an interesting He's a very hard man to tackle. And as I said, I think that probably people have seen a lot of signs of him coming off the, um, the sub role. It's probably his next step to becoming that real player that we need is going to be, you know, doing that for four quarters. And, I mean, I think he come off one week and, and had, um, I think, 14 touches in a quarter. So he's capable of anything, but um, it's going to be about doing that consistently over four quarters. Well, he had, a, he had an extended run uh, as the sub. Um, you know, as a player, does that get frustrating or is it you just appreciate it as a player that you're, you're playing in the senior side? Uh, I'm not sure. Blokes that are six foot six and play key defence don't really go a sub, which is um, <laughs> which is is Good. lucky. I sort of had a dream one time that I pl- that Kenny put me a sub, and I went to him the next day and said, "You're not going to play me a sub this week." And um, he said, uh, "I wouldn't have thought so." So I'm not exactly sure how it is, but the, the boys know that that's that's their role that they've got to play for the team. So I mean, if I was asked to play sub, I'd, I'd play it and. You just do whatever whatever the team needs at the time, mm. and for those boys and, and Aaron Young was, you know, it was lucky that he was that he was um, he was able to do the job really well, and that's probably why he, why he played there for for a few weeks, which was, you know, for him is probably a little bit disappointing, but for the team that's what we needed. So whatever I always thought, um, Dustin Martin had the worst haircut going around in the AFL, and well, then I saw Jarman Impey. Well, I saw Jarman Impey's um, haircut on the weekend. My boy now. I reckon Jarman's trying to push Dustin there. What's going on? Uh, I don't mind it. No. No, I think um, I think he's gone for something different. I don't think I don't think um, I don't know. I'm I'm into people that are different, not the typical same as everyone else haircut. So good on him. If he wants to go with it and he's comfortable with it, then I'll uh, I'll back him in. <laughs> it's like a broad mohawk, really, isn't it? The way it's going. Oh, it's something, something different. <laughs> He, he started a little bit of a zig line, and I, I sort of pulled him up on that, so he got rid of that pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember. Do you, do you go into the footy nostalgia? Do you remember a player, Donald Dickey, for Port Adelaide? Uh, I, I remember a little bit of him, but I don't. I wouldn't remember his haircuts. What was he infamous for, Macca? Oh, that. Uh, what was it? The lightning bolt in the uh, Ansett Cup Grand Final. Yeah. Something like that. The, light, the lightning well. bolt uh, mohawk. Yes, yeah, you have to have to go to the archives, Jackson, for that one. And uh, you're a pretty fiery a character at times, and you stand up to yourself. And and Ken looks like he's a pretty fiery character and, and stands up for himself as well. Uh, who do you who are you backing in here to uh, to win a stare off out of the, out of you two? <laughs> um, oh, Kenny will probably win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a big softy. Because I want to game the next week. We got the power to win, power to roll. Come on, Port Adelaide aggression. We are the power from Port. Look, let's have a, a bit of a quick, um, a bit of a quick chat about this week's game. It's Port versus Sydney this Saturday night at Adelaide Oval. Let's hope we can get fifty thousand people there. Um, last time we met was arguably the match of the season across the AFL in round 13, where we lost by four points. Um, and it's actually Jasper Pittard and Tommy Jonas's 50th games uh, this week. Yes, yeah, spot on. I think um, it's, a, it's their 50th game, which is which is a big achievement for, for them and their family. So I think um, you know that, that just puts a little bit of an, an added bonus on, on what we're playing for. But 
I think it's it's going to be basically um, for us to get the job done and play some footy that we we're really proud of because I think in the last probably four or five weeks we probably haven't been playing the footy that you know the, the supporters are after and, and what we're after as a playing group. Well, really, it was it was Buddy Franklin that almost took the game. Well, he did take the game away from us in the in the. I reminded Pato today he won the game for him. <laughs> and what? How'd that go down? No, it was good. He knows. Yeah. He was pretty well, good. I, mean, I thought that day. I thought he was um, he was very good on him up in Sydney. And I mean, Franklin just had to to pull out the big guns to to win it, and that's what he did. It's it's pretty hard to stop Blake when he's kicking them from seventy and oh. kicking them on the run from fifty five. Um, well, as, a, as a player, do you you see him you see him do something like that from seventy out? You you wow. like yeah? Are you but do you get pissed and angry, or do you just sort of sit back and appreciate, or is it something that you think back after the game and go, how does how the hell does someone do that? Uh, at the time, you probably you, you're probably still a bit pissed off, but afterwards you you just sit there and clap and yeah. um, you just admire it. I suppose it's if you're going to get beaten from a bloke that's kicking them from seventy, um, yeah, there's not much you can do about it. Absolutely, I guess John Josh Kennedy is going to take a bit of work uh, from us this weekend as well. He's he's in uh, strapping form at the moment and a, a clearance machine, and that's something we're going to really have to work on this game. Yeah, spot on. I think it's I think they've got a midfield that's really um, going to throw it at at us um, and really challenge us, which I think is probably a, a, a good thing. I think that um, you know you want to play against the best, and and we are playing against the best um, this weekend. So. Uh, for, for our midfield, it's going to be a, a huge um, challenge. Um, hopefully, uh, I think it's just Josh Kennedy. I think you got like Kieran Jack, and they're bringing back um, Hannabury, and you know they've just got class everywhere on ball. Luke Parker's been in, uh, you know, really good form as well. So, I think um, yeah, it's going to be a, a big task. But I think the midfield have really worked hard this week, and um, you know, have, have really, you know, had some man chats and. And really spoken about what we want to do, and it's just time to deliver now. We've we've done enough talking with each other, and it's been really hard talk some of them. Um, but it's uh, it's now time to deliver on the weekend, and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Ebo did a fantastic job on him um, on uh, on Kennedy. That is last time we met, um, so it'd be fantastic if he could do do a similar job this time as well. Yeah, it'd be nice. Um, he was unbelievable that game in Sydney. I think it was the best game I've seen Ebo play, and. Um, likewise with Kane Corns, he always gets the job on Hanbury and seems to always get him. Um, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting, but um, I think it's a it's a huge battle and one that our midfield group is really looking forward to. Absolutely, and I think the, the midfield, as you said, they've had the hard ta- talks during the week, and really they're going to make your job uh, or life a lot easier if they stand up and uh, and deliver this weekend. Uh, obviously, with Tippett plus Goods. Plus Franklin, you guys need that midfield support, putting putting pressure up the ground uh, and not giving them time and space to sort of deliver and hit up those forwards. Yeah, that's it. The game's um, won or lost in in the midfield, and I mean, as as much as we say as forward and backs that we, you know, we we say that we're the the important ones. The midfielders, if without a midfield that that works really hard, wins wins clearances and and wants to defend and tackle, um, you know, we can't get it inside fifty and and we can't defend it as a as a group, so without them, we're uh, we're useless. Um, mm. So it's a it's a big role for them. And as I said before, they've um, really had a good chat and, and trained really hard on the track. I think on um, last night, the, the, those boys and and the group trained uh, probably the best I've seen for six weeks. Um, I like to say that's my voice and, and instruction out there, but it's probably <laughs> just uh, 
a sign of um, you know the boys drawing a little bit of uh, a line in the sand and really going to take it to them this week and and um, and bring it and hopefully Saturday night we we bring our best footy and if we lose uh, playing our best footy then um, that's the way it is but um, we're definitely going to go out there and have a crack which is which is exciting. Absolutely, and I think uh, one of the posters on Big Footy, uh, Ford Fairlane, pointed out, uh, you know, the team's basically the same to what we played in the first game. So, you know, it's uh, it shows the game is a little bit above the shoulders, and uh, there's no reason why we can't push it and win. We probably should have won the first game, and uh, I'll be I'll be hoping that we can uh, push it and reverse the result this week. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, you know we've probably had a little form slump now, and now it's time to to man up and play some good footy and. The boys, the boys, as I said, are looking forward to it, and um, you know we can win this one, and then you know look forward to to the next couple of weeks of, of finding our form back before we head into finals. So, uh, you know, we're not thinking too far ahead. It's it's going to be about uh, training as we as we ticked off throughout the week, training really well, um, improving at training, and then obviously going into to next week, uh, this weekend's game, and and playing a, a good brand of footy and attacking brand of footy. Uh, uh, and been real aggressive, which is what I've uh, what I've said all night. All night. How do you um, running out on the field? Uh, this is for the supporters, I guess, and giving the supporters a bit of a g up. Um, how do you enjoy listening to the supporters sing "Never Tear Us Apart" before the start of the game? Um, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you, you, I've been able to see it um, from the crowd's perspective in the last couple of weeks, and you just see how good it is and how much they're into it and I was, I was only saying last night that Pate, um always nudges me just before they get going and, and just says to me go just ha- just have a bit of a look around I'm, I'm pretty focused before the game and I've sort of got my head on um, but he always gives me a nudge and just says just have a quick look look around and sort of appreciate um, you know how good it is and, and what we're actually starting to build as a football club and, and the crowd so it, it's awesome it gets you real pumped up and um, you know, I love just having a little bit of a look down and a bit of a, a bit of a relax and, and just sort of suck in the big the big air and, and really feel the vibe from the crowd before you start the game. Do you want to quickly mention um, why you're wearing the, uh, the beanie at the press conference? Yeah, definitely. Um, heading into next week, um, we've got the the CRP program, which is which is for brain um, injury awareness week. Um, it's something that uh, that I'm. I'm proudly uh, the ambassador for and, and doing a, a bit of work with them. So next week, um, we're going into a week where we're trying to get as much awareness um, around Adelaide and, and probably the country as possible just to, to realise that these injuries are occurring. Um, there's actually one in, in 12 people in Australia have, um, you know, a brain injury uh, throughout their life. So for for um, for that state, it needs to be, you know, seen a lot wider and, and needs to be, um, you know, well-respected and... and I think they're doing a fantastic job, and and just to get the awareness in the next week is is um, basically what we're doing. So they've got the the grab a beanie, which is basically just showing um, awareness for for brain injuries. Excellent, good work, man. Fantastic. Organisations need, need that sort of support. And I thought the other thing that was interesting uh, when we're having a quick chat too, which he seemed to come across very passionate about, was. Uh, um, pl- welfare for AFL players and making sure that they're looked after um, uh, during and post their career. That seems a bit of an uh, interest of yours as well. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, um, I just think that the, uh, the the boys work so hard and their bodies cop an absolute, um, uh, you know, whack throughout their, their career, whether it be, um, you know, your end your career on an injury or, 
the amount of injuries that you have throughout your year, and I've probably had more than than what I would have liked. So um, I just think that uh, you know everything going forward about player welfare and the way that we can get you know a um, a scheme or a you know private health set up for for AFL players post footy, I think that um, that's going to be very crucial for the players and I know the AFLPA we've definitely um, definitely thinking about doing something about that very soon Great We thought we'd just have a quick chat about the Maggies, see if you had any thoughts on that game and then we'd let you go mate Yeah, no worries um, well, I guess the most important thing is that Cam Hitchcock's back in for his first game for about four months Yeah, it's, um, it's great news I think, um, you know, he's probably had as much setbacks as, as any player um, on our list, and he's just um, he's just worked really hard on getting his body right. He's he's been a bit stiff with um, you know his leg injuries and and um, you know some of the the things that have been going on with his shin splints and his uh, his leg. So it's it's been disappointing for him. He, he hasn't been able to get out in the park as as much as possible. But he obviously makes his um, his way to come back this week, and and hopefully he can play really well and, and launch into a good final series. I guess the controversial ones have been um, the forwards, I guess. like The supporters seem to want an extra tall forward and Ken seems to be adamant that he's only going to pick them when he's ready, when he believes they're ready, which is fair enough. And um, how how are they tracking in the uh, SANFL from from the club's perspective? Because Harvey and Shaw both and Butchers had great influence at times during the year. Yeah, spot on. I mean, those, those boys are tracking really well there. They're um they've been playing some good footy. They probably probably haven't um, you know been a little bit stiff with with coming in. But as as you said, Ken's um, elected to to not bring in another tall. So I mean those boys are, are playing some good footy, and they're just they're, all they can do is just continue to play good footy in the sample. And when their time um when their time comes, um, grab the opportunity. Obviously, Butch has been sick and, and in hospital for the last week, so he'll he'll miss this week's sample game. Um, but uh, Harves and, and Mace have been in really good form, and um, before that, Johnny was in some really good form as well too. Do you or any other of the power leadership group have much to do with the Magpies contract players? Um, yeah, they, they they come into the um, into the club a, a fair bit. They do their their weights and craft with with the boys, um, so they they've got a fair bit to do, um, you know, training wise around the footy club, but. Um, you know, on the track, they're they're basically with the the um the magpies. They train um they train with those boys and the boys that are going to be playing in the magpies. So, I mean, for me, I haven't had a, a lot to do with them, but I do do see them in the gym and 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 help them out with their craft as well. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll preface this one if you if you don't want to answer it or whatever, Maca can edit this one out. I don't think it's too controversial, but I'll I'll leave this one up to you. Um, to me, I'm. I was really disappointed when Nathan Cracker left us and went to Gold Coast for, for opportunities, and he's come back and he's a much more grounded player now, and he looks a, set, a skill set above the SANFL level. Um, you know, would would you be ha- welcome, uh, or would the club be welcome him back into the senior fold if he wanted to come back and the pl- and the coaches uh, were keen to have him back? It's a fair question. I, I mean, I can't talk from from the club's point of view. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Um, if they're even looking at crack or, or what if they've even spoken to crack. So I, could, I can't talk on the club's point of view. But my point of view, 
I mean, Crack hasn't missed a target since um, I think he was born. So, <laughs> as a, as I said, I think his um, his skill set is is unbelievable. Uh, I used to love watching him train and, and play because his skills were were that um, far ahead of anyone else. So, I mean, I, I'd love to see Crack um, get another opportunity. I think um, you know the way he left the footy club, you know, a little bit on you know a bit to do with his manager. He, he left the footy club and probably. You know, would have liked to have stayed with the the boys and still played at Port Adelaide. I think he's he's been a Port Adelaide boy through and through. So, if um if at the end of the season Crack gets his opportunity, you know, I'd be all for it because I love the way that Crack goes about his footy. Yeah, he's he, to me he just seems to stand out at that level, and I reckon he could re- add some real value to our side. So, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off season with that one. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, you know, he's definitely a quality player and he's, he's a proven AFL player. So, you definitely, um, clubs would be looking at him, I'd say. No, I was just going to ask how the dog's going. <laughs> the Greyhound still winning? Greyhound lost tonight, boys. It was, um, okay. it, was in a, it was in a final and it um, it was out of box eight and it didn't jump. But it's won, it won its last six before then. Um, so, it's been going really well and, um, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing tonight. So, hopefully we, we regather and it gets another win next week for us. That's it. Which I think one of one of the uh, big footy fans wanted to know how many of you are uh, in on on the on the greyhound. Yeah, a few got, owners. Yeah, we've got myself, um, Ken Hinckley, Johnny Butcher, um, Hamish Hartlett, Ollie Wines, and Angus Monfries. Nice, nice little consortium. Mm. Good little package, and, and everyone else wants to be involved. So we um, <laughs> we stir them up at uh, at training when it wins, and <laughs> just tell them how much money they could have made. Well, you uh, sell them, sell them a yeah, inflated share, get them nah. in on a high price. No, nah, if you don't get in at the start, yeah. you never get in, boys. That's it. Tell, tell, tell them that I'm keen for a racehorse in a couple of years' time if they want to join in with me. <laughs> Hopefully one like Black Caviar. Oh, that would be nice. Hey, just quickly, and then we'll let you go. I guess the other one was that I noticed that you you mentioned you, you've been doing a bit of work with um, uh, with John, just, uh, what, just... Helping him with uh, his overall game in the SANFL. Oh yeah, I mean John's um, John's been working really hard before he got sick um, on his game, and John wants to get um, as good as possible, as quick as possible. And and for John, it's 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 a lot about his um, you know his attitude and the way he goes about his footy. He's a really hard worker, and people probably think that at times he's not doing as much practice as what he is, but he he is. So for me, it's just about trying to pass on my experience of. Um, just little stuff that I've picked up, whether it be the way I've, you know, ca- tried to get through injury or um, come back from injury, or you know, when you start to doubt yourself a little bit, um, it's probably just been talking to him about that. I mean, I'm, I'm really close with Johnny, and it's uh, it's it's going to be good uh, when he comes, you know, works his way through through a little bit of works his way through the sickness and a little bit of form, and you know, when he gets back to his best footy, there's no doubt that he's going to be. Um, He's going to be dangerous for us, and he's definitely, um, definitely in our best twenty-two when he's up and running. Yeah, I'm really optimistic. 2015 will be the uh, year of the butch. Hopefully, he can get have an injury-free uh, pre-season and uh, and show all us supporters exactly uh, what he can deliver to the side. And I'm sure you guys are looking forward to that as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you look at you look at Johnny, and, and people will probably write him off a little bit too early. He's, he's only 22 years old, and um, you know, he's, he's 200 centimetres, he's taller than me, and he's, um, you know, people have probably written him off too early when a lot of big key defenders or key forwards or ruckmen take a lot of, a long time to, to develop. So 
if Johnny gets a, a free run of it, which um, you know he's, he's going to be going into the to the next preseason fit and, and ready to go, so it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Um, hopefully, everyone sort of just gets off his back and and lets him go about his business, and and then um, you know Johnny will uh, will come back bigger and better than ever. Spot on. Yeah, the, the, the funny thing, oh, not the funny thing, but what I noticed uh, with Dom Cassisi's last game was. Um, being in the locker room, the first person running down the stairs, busting his guts to get through the doors to get in the change rooms was John Butcher. He was he was so pumped and excited. He just looks like he was uh, very passionate about the team and wanted to get in there and enjoy it with the team. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Johnny's um, he's through and through Port Adelaide, and he loves the footy club, and you know he wants to be um, he wants to be out there playing with the the main side. And, um, he'll get there. It's uh, it's going to be some hard work, but um, Johnny will uh, he'll definitely work hard at it, and um, you know it's going to turn around for him. And as I said before, he's he's 22, um, 200 centimetres. He's got more pace than than any forward that I've ever played on, um, and he's and he's a big body. So it's going to take time, and 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 we probably um, expect probably us as players and and supporters probably expected um, probably a little bit too much from Johnny a bit too early as he burst onto the scene and, and kicked so many goals in those, that three games that he played, um, which was probably a little bit unfair on, uh, from us to do that, I reckon. Um, but he'll definitely, mm. um, he'll definitely, uh, show his worth in, um, hopefully next year or hopefully in the finals come, come this year as well. I think that, um, you know, if Johnny can hit some form, I think he's got, um, something to deliver for us. Nice. That's it. Well, Jackson, thanks for giving up your time to join us again on the podcast. You know, we really do appreciate it, and, and so do the listeners as well. You know, we wish, wish you the best for the rest of the season. No, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Jackson. Have a great game on Saturday, mate. Cheers, guys. Well, a big thanks for Jackson for coming on there. We'll, uh, we'll crack on and go with our big four questions, mate. What's your uh, Who's your time to stand up this week? Uh, well, it's team for me. Team's time to stand up. I don't think we've been completely playing as a team and a, a unit as we were at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, we spoke about uh, the midfield needing to stand up, but... Uh, collectively, I, I think we need to come with a team focus, a team mentality, and bring that defensive pressure that we were applying. Because if we don't, um, Sydney, is who is one of the ultimate teams, is going to tear us apart. No, I, I do like that. I agree with that. Uh, for me, it's all about the midfield again. I've said it a lot lately. Um, but it all boils down to the midfield. It's their time to stand up. You know, Loby's just got to have that ability to compete in the air. Um, a stoppage... Uh, mids have to have that ability to compete at the centre stoppages um, and win their fair share of clearances and give us a, a great chance to win the ball and, and get it forward. Um, we really need to prove that we can win our own bowl without having to throw extra numbers at that stoppage. Um, and you know what, if we can do that and allow our forward line a, a chance to have something like a normal structure up there without having to, to pull the flankers forward, um, you know, I, I reckon we're a big chance to win. Oh, look, I can't see why not. I mean, we, we should have won at the SCG where we play horrendously bad. So, um, you know, and I, as we said earlier, I think Ford's post was uh, fantastic. You know, um, it's almost the same side. I mean, there's just some peripheral players which uh, have been swapped over. So really there's no excuses, yep. to be honest. Um, you know, our main players just need to stand up. We need Robbie Gray to have a big game. Uh, Travis Boak, I'm sure, is going to be primed to have a big game. And, and Brad Ebert, 
you know, has to have a big game. He, he does seem down. I don't know if he's got an injury or whatever, but he does seem a little bit down on form in recent, since the Sydney game, actually. So yeah. hopefully that game will provide some confidence for him coming into this one. Yep, absolutely. Uh, who's your danger man this week, mate? Oh, pick a, pick a list. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the Port Adelaide fan favourite here. Uh, I'm going to go Adam Goods, actually. Okay. Um, I think, you know, all the heat's going to be on Buddy Franklin and uh, and Kurt Tippett, but uh, Adam's been quite influential in the forward lines as a tall and a small forward, and he's one of those players that we can't really take for granted, and he, he kicked a few goals and kept Sydney in the game with momentum the first time we played him, and, and we really just need to keep an eye and a focus on it. But look, I mean, really, we could be ticking, uh, picking 10 different players here, really. Yeah, spot on again, mate. Uh, there's a lot of very obvious candidates. Um, you know, you go from all their key fours through their, their cl- big clearance winning mids. Um, but for me, um, I'm going to pick Nick Malcheski just because he's in career best form. I think he's an absolute Monty for the uh, All-Australian side this year. He's playing a little bit further up the ground than he has been in the past and, and dominating as that sweeper that runs the lines and, and uses the ball really, really effectively. Um, mm. You know, if we're able to lock down their inside mids, um, then Malcheski might be one that sort of gets off the leash a little bit and, and finds some space um, on the outside to use the ball. Um, so he's one that uh, that I think we've got to be careful of, especially um, with the bigger um, Adelaide Oval. How old is he now? Do you know? Oh, he'd be about 30, yep. So he feel, I feel like he's just been around for years. He has, yeah. I mean, he played in their um, grand final losing side in 06. So he's been around mm. for a while. Absolutely. Great player. Great player. Absolutely. And it's it's the ultimate challenge. What's that? Playing Sydney. Oh, playing Sydney. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. No, watching uh, watching, watching Jackson the... and Ken stare off would be the ultimate challenge. <laughs> That's oh, it. what's going on here, man? <laughs> watching Wake Jasper put uh, eyeliner in his moustache. <laughs> That's the ultimate challenge, I think. What is it? No more grey or something? <laughs> Just for men. <laughs> Just for men. Love it. Uh, what's the third question? Mate, the key to winning. What's it going to be? The key to winning is uh, defensive pressure for me, uh, as I said in the first part one, um, because I think if we can put on that defensive pressure, it's going to lock them down, slow their movement. But I think the defensive pressure will also create space for us to be able to run. Uh, which we've been lacking. Um, so it's a multi-pronged effect by by having that mindset. So, And it's not about, you know, losing the centre square and then flooding 18 players into the defensive half. That's what, not what I'm talking about. But, you know, our tackling from behind, our tackling from in front, our, our shepherding, uh, playing for each other, which is going to create space and pockets for players to run into and... Um, and actually really just having a proper structure. So, and I know that's been a bugbear of yours over the last couple of weeks as well. So yep. uh, that is my key to winning. Fantastic. For me, I'm going to have another Zen moment here and say, we've just got to be brave. We've got to be aggressive um, and we've just got to be smart with the ball in hand. I mean, they're all things that I think we haven't really been doing um, in the last sort of six, seven weeks. Um, you know, we really, really need to be more attacking and we definitely need to be more aggressive um, and look, our, our skills have, have let us down a, a fair bit recently. Um, so we do have to be smarter with the ball in hand. We've just got to find that passion. Um, again, mm. that saw us win those fantastic games against Geelong, Freo and Hawthorne. 
Um, and you know, we've actually got a, a shot at a home prelim final on the line here. So we, we've just got to make sure that, you know, if we can win this game, that gives us such a great opportunity to finish in the top four. Absolutely. Um, yeah, without a doubt. And I think it, I think it's a great Zen moment that you've got. I mean, Andre and myself have been posting on the forum. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to play not to lose instead of playing lot, uh, playing to win. And, and that's yep. where the bravery comes from, isn't it? You know, the brave teams play to win. That's it. And, uh, you know, and the players just need to take that moment and execute instead of trying to rely on someone else. So confidence is an amazing and funny thing in sport and it comes and, go, comes and goes uh, so quickly, you know. Like my Blue Waffles indoor cricket team, we... Uh, <laughs> We got our one victory in the last 24 months, and uh, you know, and then it just disappeared, and now we're just in horrendous form. So, uh, yeah, but it, it just comes and goes. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, do you think we can make top four? I know you said uh, that we're spent um, earlier in the week, but do you think we're a, a bit of a chance? Oh, look, I think. Look, even if we lose to Sydney, if we have a competitive game against Sydney, and. Uh, Geelong do us a favour and knock off Frio. I obviously Port Frio is going to be the game probably for the top the four spot. Um, you know, if we lose and and uh, Frio can knock off Geelong, which I don't think they will, um, well then it's going to become pretty difficult. So yeah. um, it's really just going to come down to you know we've um, we've lost a little bit of control of our destiny now, and now we're relying on games, which is a bit unfortunate, but. It happens, and you know, I think we we've been speaking for a few weeks now. What was our expectation for this team at the start of the year, and uh, and then how our expectations as a as a supporter base has actually changed through our club's performance. So I think we've uh, um, you know we've raised the bar. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but um, you know, and our players hopefully can still seize the day and uh, and make top four. I think top two is probably out of reach now, which is a bit unfortunate. But yep. you know, if we can make top four, and if we can make a, if we can make a prelim this year, uh, let alone a grand final, you know, well, bloody bonus, I say. Yeah, definitely on the right track. Absolutely. And I think yeah. that I think the good thing is that, um, well, for us anyway, I think Geelong, Frio, and Hawthorne all play each other um, in the yeah. run home here. So look. You know, there's definitely opportunities for us, um, you know, to get back in the top four, and it would make it a hell of a lot easier if we won this week. Well, you know what? Six weeks, seven weeks ago, I was ultimately confident that we were going to knock off Sydney here. Yep. You know, when we were up and firing, I thought we were going to lose at the SCG, and we were going to win and beat Sydney here. So um, hopefully it's not too dewy a night or too frosty a night, and um, you know, so we can have some relatively clean possession, and uh, and if we can, and the boys back them in, and like you said, be brave. Uh, I think it's possible. That's it. Well, who's going to win, mate? Yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Port by eight points. Oh, I like it. Look, I, I think we're a big chance. I really do like our inclusions. Um, Jakey needs back in the side. Fantastic for him. I really do like the Kane Mitchell inclusion as well. Um, Trent goes back in. It's just the right thing that we need for that uh, for that defence at the moment. Um, I think we're a big chance, um, and I think we might surprise. Um, having said that, I think it's going to be Sydney by 24 points. Yeah, fair call. And I guess we didn't really talk about the inclusions, Macca. Um, 
Um, so I think it's just probably worth one minute uh, just discussing it. And I know Jackson's a pretty humble guy, so I didn't want to embarrass him about the run of outs that we've had since he's been out of the side. But, yep. um, you know, it's a key. he's a key figure for our team. And it's probably a little bit embarrassing for our coaches or our team overall that, um, and this is no disrespect to Jackson, but we're so heavily reliant on him. You know, our structure should be, um, that we can cover the loss of, of one influential player like that. And obviously we don't. And that shows, as Porsche would say, a gaping hole in our list management. But um, And I don't think... It's not even the defence where I think uh, Jackson's inclusion is going to benefit us the most. It's that variation in our midfield and uh, rucking contest, which, are, which might create a bit of a difference for us. Yep. Absolutely. I like it. Yes, and I'm looking forward to Jakey Need tackling and bringing down some big boys. Yes, bring it on. Lovely. Bring it on. And we'll wave like royalty from our open box on Saturday night, <laughs> Absolutely. Looking forward to it, mate. <laughs> Should be good. Free beer. Woo! Can't beat that. Wine and soft drinks. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, I think we'll leave it here for now. Yeah, good work. See you on the weekend and uh, go Port Adelaide. Yes, go Port Adelaide Football Club. Woo! Step up on the plate, Dermot. <laughs> Every kid in the backyard with the big trees lined up with the footy before mum calls you in for dinner. The shot for goal after the siren to win it. Jared Poulton, your time has come. Drop part. Your time has come. What a win!